Hey there, and welcome to Coordinating Chaos with the ADHD Lady. I'm your host, Amanda, and I am so glad that you guys tuned in today. So here's what to expect from this podcast, and I'm going to try to not let the perfectionism slip in here because, hey, I'm ADHD. And that's just it. That's the thing to expect. I am ADHD. I'm an ADHD life coach with ADHD, diagnosed at 28 and now 30 years old, learning still to this day other ways to manage the challenges ADHD brings to my world and to help others better manage those challenges too. My whole world is ADHD. I have a neurodivergent family. I spent eight years working in special education. I am in a relationship with an ADHD partner who has ADHD children. So really, truly, I am ADHD. And I hope that through this podcast, you learn from those experiences and you get some helpful tips and tricks to maybe help you understand, accept, and coordinate the chaos that comes from your ADHD too. All right, guys. So this week on the podcast, there's a few different things that I want to talk about as far as procrastination and executive dysfunction with task initiation. If you've listened to the last two episodes, I've spent a lot of time talking about executive dysfunction because it is one of the primary challenges that ADHDers face. And not just ADHDers, a lot of people can benefit from executive functioning skills. Executive dysfunction affects people who have suffered brain injuries. Autistic people have executive functioning challenges too. It is not exclusive to the ADHD community, but the ADHD community really does suffer from executive dysfunction. And the function that I want to focus on in today's episode is task initiation, particularly how finding your why can be a very helpful motivator for ADHDers. Our brains are not motivated by reward and consequence. Rewards can be helpful for building new habits, but are not a long-term solution. Consequence is only helpful when it creates a sense of urgency. So those two tools can be used to some degree, but we need to be able to find things outside of those tools that are going to last us long-term. And this is where stress comes in. No, I don't mean the kind of stress and anxiety that creates that urgency and gives us the adrenaline rush with that cortisol mixed in to help us do the thing last minute, right before it's due or needs to be done. What I'm actually talking about is an acronym, STRESS, that was created by the ADHD and Asperger's Center up in Ontario, Canada. And for AESD listeners, I do recognize that Asperger's is no longer a label that is utilized in the United States, but there are still other countries that still use the term Asperger's. And I just want to make sure that I am properly crediting the source of this information. So moving on. I did not want to film this episode. I've been procrastinating it. I just, I had so much work with the webinar last weekend, which went great, by the way. Just want to throw that out there. It was fantastic. We had a great group of attendees. All of that hard work really did pay off, and we'll actually be doing it again in November, the weekend of November 5th, to be exact. It's on my website. One thing that I have been doing with this podcast up until last week was recording the following week's episode the week prior, just trying to stay a little bit ahead of schedule. So if I knew I was going to have a more challenging week, I'd have an episode to fall back on. Well, last week was that challenging week. So here I am recording Friday's episode on Wednesday, this Friday's episode. Today's the 11th. Like, I mean, the episode you're currently listening to. (laughs) Normally, that would have been done the previous Tuesday or Wednesday, but I just, it wasn't in me. 
and I've been done with the webinar for three days now. I went to sit down and record on Monday. Nope. Same thing yesterday. Nothing. So what makes today different? It's not the very last minute. That would be recording it Friday morning. So the urgency isn't the thing that got me going. The thing that has changed was me recognizing that I was procrastinating. I accepted that that was what was going on. And by having that mindfulness and acceptance, I was then able to be curious. And I started to ask myself, okay, so what are the things going on in my mind and body right now that are keeping me from doing the thing that I need to do? And yes, I recognize that I don't need to be doing this podcast, but it's something that I really enjoy being able to offer as an additional free resource. And for that reason, I want to keep doing this. But some days that want and desire is not enough, especially for an ADHDer. So how do you initiate the task when the motivation just doesn't seem to be there? You find your why. The long-term motivation for me is that I am able to provide an additional accessible free resource for ADHDers who are struggling. That I am able to provide insight into my experiences so that others don't feel so alone. That's why I'm doing this podcast. And my why is a pretty good motivator. But now I need to dig a little deeper. I know my why. I've reminded myself of the why. So what's holding me back now? And this is where stress comes in. The stress acronym is such a handy assessment to utilize when you're having these struggles. So let's go through it. All right, the very first letter is S, and that S stands for steps. Do I know what step to begin with? And do I know what step comes next? Because task initiation is not just doing the thing, but finishing the thing as well. So now you might be asking, okay, well, I, I don't know what step to take. And uh, that was actually the thing that was holding me back here. Because I did not know what I wanted this week's topic to be, I didn't know where to begin. I didn't know what step to take first because I didn't even know what to talk about. So that got me on a whole rabbit hole of, hmm, what am I going to share? Ah, stress and procrastination. Those two things, the skill of working through that stress assessment and why we procrastinate and how it can help, that seems like a great topic. So I was able to find those answers within myself. That's not always the case though. When steps are the thing that's holding you back, ask someone who might know. Turn to Google. And if neither of those work and you have to decide for yourself, then you find the simplest or easiest place to begin. The example that I always like to use for this is dishes. What's the first step for doing your dishes? Go to the sink. You can't do your dishes standing in the middle of your living room. If you can figure out how to do your dishes sitting on your couch, I would love to know that method and how effective it is because I'm gonna need to try it. Unfortunately though, for most of us, we need to go to the sink. We need to go to the dishwasher. That's how we get started with the task of doing dishes. And ADHDers are ruled by inertia. Once we get going and we get that first step activated, typically we can continue to keep that ball rolling. But if we're stuck at the first step and we don't know where to go next, then the ball's not going anywhere. Okay, but maybe steps aren't the thing that's holding you back. Maybe you know, all right, I need to go to the kitchen and do the dishes. Then we're gonna go to T. And T stands for thinking. Are you ruminating in negative thoughts? Are you spiraling with negative self-talk, shame, and guilt? Are you just thinking about how much that thing sucks? Let's keep using dishes. I'll give you a scenario. 
Ugh, I don't want to do dishes. Dishes are the worst. I hate dishes. Ugh. I have a secret. If this is how you are talking to your ADHD brain, there's no way that it's gonna want to do it. You tell an ADHD brain, ugh, that thing sucks. It'll sit there and be like, yeah, it does. All right, let's, let's do this instead. Your brain will not feel rewarded if you are just thinking of the bad stuff with the task. So instead, what we need to do is reframe things. And there's a few different ways to do this. I'm not encouraging you to meet yourself with toxic positivity. It's wonderful! Dishes are rainbows and sunshine! Yeah, that's not true. That's bullshit. What can be a positive version of self-talk is reminding yourself of why you do it. The positive outcome. I do my dishes because it feels better when I have an empty sink. It's nice to be able to fill the pot of water for my spaghetti tonight without having to play Tetris. It's beneficial to me doing the dishes so that I do not collect bugs and mice in my home. The positive outcome of doing my dishes is a sanitary environment for me and my family. This level of practicing mindfulness is a very helpful tool. That we acknowledge that, you know what, I'm not a fan of doing dishes. But accept that it does have a positive outcome for us in the end. I'm not a fan of doing dishes, but I really do like having a clear sink for the reasons before. And if this piece isn't enough, then create a positive environment for yourself. Put on a podcast, an audiobook, some music that hypes you up. Put your phone in front of you and play a TV show that you enjoy. There's no shame in using these other tools to at least get your brain to get on board with doing the thing. And scents are another way to help create a positive atmosphere. If we're using music that is tied to positive emotions and smells that are tied to positive emotions, those are two things that can trick our brains into being in a more positive perspective. All right, the next letter is R for research. Do you have the information that you need to do the task? Using my podcast as an example. When talking about certain topics, I want to make sure that I've done the appropriate amount of research so that I'm giving you helpful and not harmful information. The research for this episode falls to that stress acronym, which I did not need to do additional research for because this is something I'm extremely familiar with and utilize in my coaching and certain webinars too. But for my impulsivity episode, for example, I did additional research outside of my general knowledge of ADHD, but I also really love learning. So I'm constantly looking for opportunities to continue learning new things, which is why when research is the thing that's holding me back from being able to start a task, I make sure I set a timer when I'm doing that research. Otherwise, I can go down a five-hour rabbit hole on Google. All right, we're up to E. E is for emotions or trauma. Certain tasks can be linked to really difficult emotions and traumatic events. If these things are the culprit, the first thing I suggest is you try to delegate. And of course, find a therapist to help you unpack the trauma side of things. If you are unable to delegate, though, creating that positive atmosphere for yourself, like we talked about under T, can be a very helpful tool. Now we're on to the second to last S. This one stands for sensory. Is there a sensory reason for you not performing the task at hand? Is the task understimulating or is it overstimulating? I'll go back to dishes. Can you tell that I really need to convince myself to do dishes? Dishes are a sensory struggle for me. If I am not wearing gloves that go up to my elbows, I will not be touching those dishes. I don't like the feel of the wet food. I also don't like being wet in general unless it is by choice of me going into a pool purposefully or taking a shower purposefully. Unintentionally getting wet makes me 
so skeeved out. That's why I don't like the rain. That's why I hate when people have randomly sprayed me with a hose. And I can go on and on about that stuff for a while. But dishes are a sensory issue for me. Also, the smell of certain dishes really bothers me. So what I need to do is lessen my sensory input, especially the negative ones. Hence the gloves. And if there really is a very strong, overpowering scent, I might ask my partner to help me with removing the food that's doing that, which he's done once or twice for me. This is also a task, though, that if you can delegate, do so. For the longest time, my partner was the one solely responsible for dishes. But unfortunately, now not having a dishwasher at our new place, we've had to divvy up the responsibility equally. Which is unfortunate for me not liking dishes. But it's fair to our partnership. I'm no longer getting out of doing dishes. So I have to do these other accommodations to help make it a more manageable tool for myself. I also use positive associations to help me here. So when I'm doing dishes, I'm usually doing a TikTok live. It gives me some good dopamine. I like talking to people. It fills my cup and it helps me to better manage the task at hand in a more pleasing way. I'll also sometimes listen to some of my coaching classes or watch a TV show or movie on my phone. Unfortunately, scrolling through TikToks is not really an option in this circumstance because the gloves and and don't wanna get my phone full of the, the blech stuff. But hey, that could be a tool for someone else. That helps with the under stimulation side of things. So the sensory aspect of dishes for me is both over and under stimulating. It is overstimulating in the aspect of the wetness, the foods, the smells, but understimulating in the fact that it is not a fun task to do. So I need to meet myself with accommodations for both pieces. All right, we're on to the last S. And this S stands for self-care. No, I'm not talking about just, have you gotten a mani-pedi recently? No, I'm talking about like your very basic needs. Have you fed yourself today? What did you feed yourself? Did it have any kind of protein or nutritional value at all? Have you had water? Yes, we need to drink water. That's a real thing. (laughs) And have you met those other needs? Have you filled your social cup? Have you done something playful and fun? Have you gotten enough sleep? These are all questions that we need to ask ourselves if self-care could potentially be the thing that's holding us back from doing the task. Self-care was actually the reason that I was struggling to get the task done the last two days. Today, though, my cup is much more full. So the only thing in this stress acronym that was really a factor for me was steps. And once I recognized that I was missing the first step to get myself going, I started figuring out, okay, how do I fill in the blank here? And then came to the topic. And that topic then was the thing I needed to help me to actually be able to sit here and record this for you guys. But as I said, the last few days, It wasn't just the steps. It was self-care. I was recovering from a very long weekend. Mind you, the webinar went very well. But Friday, I had a significant PTSD trigger that I was still recovering from on Saturday and Sunday. I had some pretty significant health issues arise on Sunday. So Monday and Tuesday this week, I was just focused on recovery and getting myself back to my body's baseline. And this idea of back to baseline is something that I actually want to talk about in a future episode about organizing and keeping house with ADHD. If I started going on about it now, it would just take way too long in this episode. We're already past 15 minutes. So instead, I'm just going to go through very quickly and remind you guys of stress, S for steps, T for thinking, R for research, E for emotions and trauma, S for sensory, 
and S for self-care. If you're struggling right now, I want you to take this self-assessment. I want you to sit back and be mindful and ask yourself, do I know the steps? Am I thinking negatively? Do I have enough research? Is there some sort of emotion or trauma linked? Is there a sensory reason that I'm struggling? And are my self-care needs being met? This is one of the first things I tell my clients in coaching and will continue to be even if you're listening to this podcast and decide, hey, I want her to be my ADHD coach because repetition is key. Majority of people that I tell this to on their first session need a repeat at least a couple months later. And that's okay. Because when you're trying to break these old patterns, learning new skills like this takes time. It's like building a muscle. Neuroplasticity is not a fast process. We can rewire our brains, but we have to give those new pathways times to get stronger and let those connections build up so that the old connections to the old habits and patterns of doing things can stop being utilized. And the other thing that I want you guys to keep in mind with stress is that it's not just something for starting the task. It can be something that you use when you're finding yourself stuck in the middle of it. Okay, where do I go next? Is something changing in my environment? Is this next piece of it under or overstimulating? Do I need to go meet my self-care needs? Do I need to take a break? When we find ourselves reaching for our phones in the middle of doing a thing, Typically, that's our brain telling us, hey, I'm not getting what I need right now. Hey, I need something else to stimulate me and keep me focused. Hey, my needs are not being met. So when you're going midway through your project to reach for your phone, to go play a video game, I want you to change that to an intentional activity. Instead of fighting against yourself and being like, no, 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 I'm just going to just going to keep going. And then you pick up your phone, and you watch five TikToks and then you no, 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 I got to get back to work. And then you pick up your phone and you scroll through Instagram. No, 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 I, I got to keep going. And then you pick up your phone and you play that addictive little game on it. You keep going back to your phone for a reason. Make it intentional. Take care of yourself. Give your brain and body what it needs. Then try the thing again. All right, but that's it for today, guys. I hope this was insightful and helpful. And if this made you think, hmm, this stuff is kind of helpful, I could maybe use some ADHD coaching. I encourage you to go and check out my website. Not only do I have coaching options available on there, but I do have some upcoming webinars. Next up is my perfectionism webinar, Perfection, the Unattainable Goal. And as I said earlier in the episode, I am going to be doing uh, the Executive Dysfunction webinar again with Sheila in November. And there's a few others mixed in between. So please check out theadhdlady.org for other resources. And I'm adding some freebies to my site too. So that's something else fun to check out. Thank you all so much for tuning in today to Coordinating Chaos with the ADHD Lady. I'm your host, Amanda, signing off. Have a great one, guys.